Popcorn Heist is an interactive community of pop culture lovers that spans multiple mediums. We dive deep into TV shows and movies of the past, present, and future to bring you the hottest takes and the coldest truths. Do you have what it takes? Join the heist. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Popcorn Heist the Podcast. I am Jake. I am Nick. And this is Popcorn Heist the Podcast. Welcome back everyone. How you doing, Nick? I'm good, I'm good. Much better now that I watched the beautiful masterpiece that is Jungle Cruise by Disney. Yes, yes. <laughs> As uh, last week we, we discussed Space Jam, now we're on to another favorite of mine, uh, Disney movies, and specifically relating to Disney Park and Disney World, Disneyland related movies um, and honestly just two bonkers movies we're discussing back to back yes yes indeed <laughs> indeed you know it's summer movie time every week well not every week uh, we discussed loki a couple weeks ago but uh we're trying to hit every single summer movie that falls into a category that nick and i like to talk about and uh give the official popcorn heist rating through the report card they get to feel the wrath of the popcorn heist report card this is true. And for those of you who don't know us or are joining us for the first time, Popcorn Heist is a brand created by Jake and I to share some TV and movie content uh, made by diehard fans. Popcorn Heist, the podcast, which you're listening to right now, is a show where we nerd out on franchises we love, Star Wars, GOT, Marvel, and in this case, Disney. Um, and we, we give our, our unique perspective on it. Uh, we release new episodes every Thursday. And if you like an episode, including this episode... Definitely give us a follow and review on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. Uh, we'd also be remiss if we didn't mention the other podcast on the Popcorn Heist Network, A Sims Guide to the MCU, where the relationships, romances, and bromances of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are discussed with our good friends Alyssa and Kelly. And if you want more pop culture content, like blog posts, rankings, brackets, and trivia on Tuesdays, visit us at popcornheist.com or follow us on Instagram and all social media, really, at Popcorn Heist. That is right. Yes. Well, well Join said. the heist, as we like to say. <laughs> Join the heist. Well said, Nick. So let's let's get straight into it. I mean, we're talking about Jungle Cruise today. It came out on Friday on Disney Plus. Uh, they're doing that whole release strategy where they release it in theaters, and then you get you can buy it for thirty bucks on Premier Access, which my family has been doing for the past few Disney movies. We did it for Corella, um, Rye and the Last Dragon. Um, I feel like we did it for another one too but i can't remember and uh now jungle cruise and i'm honestly vehemently against the strategy because i don't want it to kill the movie theaters <laughs> so it, i think it is a little oh they also did it for black widow that's the other one yeah, yeah. I, I don't know like i think it's a really great deal if you invite a whole people a bunch of people over or your whole family like 30 dollars is so much cheaper than going to the movie but yeah i know I but i don't I, want it to, i don't want it to kill movie theaters yeah i hope it doesn't i i, I don't think it will and but honest. honestly they're doing uh, right now it's nice because of the pandemic like not i get it not everyone wants to go to the theaters but we all know this strategy is going to continue in the future i don't know because uh shang chi when it comes out the new marvel movie is only going to be exclusively in theaters really okay yeah. that's good to hear i actually didn't know that so i'm hoping that this doesn't become the norm um i'm sure they're making a lot of money off it i know they want to point people to the streaming services but i hope that movies stay in theaters for a little bit yeah because what and i especially felt it when watching this movie is that watching in a theater is so much more of a different experience especially if you don't have like a really fully formed sound system perfect lighting and everything like there's just a, it's a whole different experience watching in a theater yeah i will say that movies like this like marvel movies i'm always going to go see in the theater movies like this i might not have went and saw it if it wasn't on disney plus so at least it like gives a little bit more accessibility but I don't know. There's just something about going to the theaters. I yeah. um, Even if it's like it stays in theaters for like two weeks and then you could buy it and it's still in theaters, like I'd be fine with that. Mm -hmm. But I want, I kind of want like it to be a thing when it first comes out, you can only see it in theaters. Yeah. That goes back to that. I, I would, I would like that. Um, but it's understandable why they did it for yeah. the pandemic and it's like super helpful. Um, but yeah, even, especially I meant it mostly, more so for movies that we're like trying to talk about and like I'm trying to give an official rating and critique a little bit. I you really need that experience where you're getting everything authentically. Whereas if it's not the pro I don't know, some little things can take you out of the experience. 
and a re you know like if someone turns on the sink in the background that's immediately that takes me out and i'm like i need to be fully in engulfed in the sound i don't know about yeah that. i mean my family loves to speak to me when i'm trying to watch things at home um <laughs> i've started putting like the the visuals on the tv while i have earphones in and like connect it that way so people will like try to talk to me because they won't hear any sound coming from the tv and then they'll notice i have my earphones in <laughs> oh so, yeah that's right because you were talking about it like last episode or something that you you connect it to your TV, but you yeah, like I'm watching, it. I'm watching it on my TV screen, but I'm listening to it from my earphones, so nothing's actually coming out of the TV. Got it, got it. That's smart. And honestly, I catch a lot more because my my TV's kind of far away from where I sit, but that's a whole different story. But I yeah. catch a lot of little things when I listen to it that way. It's not optimal to watch on a laptop screen, but I feel like you're when you're wearing like I have the noise canceling AirPods. Mm -hmm. It's so nice to get that enclosed sound where you. That's why I get the best of both worlds, Jake. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Using our brains here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm revolutionizing the game with my earphone TV screen strategy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so this came out on Friday, so it's a hot release now. You know this. Uh, this has kind of been banking on a. Disney's new Pirates of the Caribbean adventure franchise they've been trying to peg this as. And it kind of like goes hand in hand with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean because they're both both based off of an attraction that came from Disneyland. So before we get into it, Nick, have you seen any – I know partially the answer to this question. What, what other movies have you seen that have been based off a of Disney attraction and like what connection did you have to this movie before seeing it? Um, only Pirates of the Caribbean and – no connection to this movie before except seeing a trailer um okay i i think it looked when i saw the trailer i was like i don't need to see that it looks exactly like juman like the new jumanjis yeah i could see how you, <laughs> how you would think. i mean especially it's Dwayne the rock johnson and it's yeah like, exactly and he's am, in the jungle i am and like really it just happy. looks outlandish <laughs> i am so happy that they did not play welcome to the jungle in the trailer though because that i think that song is just so overplayed and overused yeah in trailers yeah, yeah. That, like yeah but um, so well, isn't, wasn't that in the Jumanji? Isn't the name of the exactly. Jumanji movie "Welcome to the Jungle"? Yeah, yeah, they the, had the to separate it somehow. Yeah. Oh, and it's not the sequel. It's like the first one is called "Welcome to the Jungle" or something like that. But I'm anyway, not, yeah, I'm not sure. I've never seen either of the new Jumanjis. Me neither. But yeah, I don't, don't really. Have I know one is named "Welcome interest. to the Jungle." Um. So you Welcome you haven't to the seen Jungle. The <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to <laughs> go for it. Um, <laughs> so you haven't seen the old Eddie Murphy uh, Haunted Mansion? Oh, either? that's the ride yeah. i love that movie <laughs> oh with ramsley the butler yes, yes. oh i love that movie I, for, I forgot i didn't realize that one was based off the ride great i guess movie. that makes sense yeah they're that one's a great movie yeah they're actually redoing it with lakeith stanfield and um tiffany haddish uh like a newer scarier version that's more based on the the ride coming out soon and um but yeah it's that then there's a ride based off tower of terror but it was a tv movie release uh, which is actually getting a reboot. There's a Scarlet movie based off Tower of Terror. Yeah, okay. but uh, Scarlett Johansson's actually making a Tower of Terror movie coming out, but we'll see mm. how that pans out because she's suing Disney right now. But um, yeah. <laughs> and then you got the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, which are some of my favorite films. I mean, like I'm not as much of a fan of the fourth and fifth, but I think the first movie has got to be in some of my favorite movies of all time. It's such an iconic film, and that's one of Johnny Depp's best roles. I mean, what it, do you feel the same way? Yeah, I mean, I love Jack Sparrow. I love. I have actually haven't seen. I don't think I've. I've definitely haven't seen five. I don't think I've seen four or five. Okay. Um, the only thing I've seen of, I think it was five. I actually almost sent you a YouTube video of the villain saying Jack Sparrow over and over again. He's like Jack Sparrow. That's oh like the God, only thing I've seen so, of it. So satisfying the way that Javier Bardem just says Jack Sparrow. Jack I can't. Sparrow. I can't hold my R's like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the first three, I feel like the first three are like really the ones that I know as the franchise. Um, I actually feel like the first one is its own thing. And then the two and three almost are like one story together. Um, yeah, because the two and three introduced Davy Jones, which is like yeah. so much more. I feel like the first one, even though it had like the mystical elements, it was more grounded than the whole Davy Jones plotline, which yeah. I like. But I do feel three was like the ending of a trilogy and then four and five oh, were like more, sure. more like reboots. Um, we, we, I'm pretty sure we actually watched the first three together at one point. Yeah, we were on a uh, like a, a trilogy run in college. And yeah, we were just like, let's watch Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, even though we've both seen it already. But yeah, yeah Pirates is great. Jack Sparrow is great. Like, what a what a great character. Yeah, and like, did like before if I if I didn't tell you, would you know that that's based off of the ride Pirates of the Caribbean in Disney World? I'm not sure that I would have. 
I think, okay. I mean, you're definitely the one who told me that. I, maybe I would have heard it somewhere by now, but I, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I mean, like, before I became a big Disney World nut, I didn't know that either. I thought that that came out and then the ride came out. Yeah, afterwards. Yeah, as you could tell, if you haven't, if you can't tell before this, I'm a huge Disney World nut. I mean, we've mentioned it on the podcast, uh, talked about Star Wars Land. Nick and I have been to Disney World together. Um, soon we'll be planning a Popcorn Heist Network trip to Avengers Campus. I know, <laughs> yes. But listen, Kelly, want to go to Avengers Campus? Yes. Um, yeah, I'm wearing an Epcot shirt right now, a little Easter egg there. But so there's a whole history that goes on with um, with the Jungle Cruise. Uh, I want to get into that before we get into the quote of the episode, because the quote of the episode, you need to sort of understand uh, the whole, why this means so much to Disney fans and Disney World fans in general, and why they even made this movie. You know, if you're not a Disney World fan, you might just be like, okay, they're, why, why would they make this movie? So I'm sure Nick, you know, because I've talked about it here and there, but I'm going to nerd out a little bit and give you guys just a quick history. Uh, Jungle Cruise is one of the, opening attractions that opened up with the very first Disneyland in California in 1955. It's in every single iteration of a Disney park all around the world. And if you don't know much about, I mean, any sort of theme park or amusement park you see today took inspiration from Disneyland in California. The original one that Walt Disney created sort of pioneered amusement and theme for all around the world. And essentially where this all came from Walt, supposedly the story is he took his kids to a carousel one day and he was sitting down and he's like, you know, why isn't there a place where kids and adults can go and have fun together and just kind of escape the day together? Like, yeah, like I can take my kids and they can go enjoy the carousel, but where is there something that we can both enjoy together? Something that could satisfy adults and kids. And around the same time, you know, he was famous for Snow White and Seven Dwarfs and Bambi and... Again, he was a pioneer in his films and anything he did. Um, he's like, all right, we're animating a bunch of animals, so we need to make these authentic and better. So he'd send people across the globe to film live action of animals so that they could study them and the animators would be able to animate like Bambi better and mm -hmm. things like that. And eventually he started turning those films into short form documentaries about wildlife. And he actually won, he made three, 13 of them called True Life Adventures and he won eight Oscars for eight out of 13, which you wouldn't think of that Walt Disney was like, not I didn't so many know that Oscars I'm getting like, a history lesson here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you, you would never know that Disney movies, like he was such a, like a pioneer for short form documentaries either. And he was loved animals. And again, tying back to that same idea for Disneyland where you want an escape for you and your family. The idea for the Jungle Cruise is that again, he loved wildlife so much, but he wanted to make he wanted to bring experiences that the average everyday person couldn't have to everyone around the world. He's like, I want to be able to, people to be able to experience adventures and thrill and and to be shocked, like if you could travel the globe, but it wasn't as easily accessible back then. Mm -hmm. And and at first he wanted it to be very serious, like, oh, you're gonna be it's going to be very informative, like teaching you about the animals and everything. And supposedly he heard a woman get off, get come into Disneyland one year and said, I'm not going on the Jungle Cruise. I've already been on it before. And mm -hmm. in his mind, he was like, that shouldn't be happening. You know, we want people to come and experience things and see things that they didn't see before, mm -hmm. which is where you get this whole revolution for disney where every experience that he created is so well themed that with easter eggs and layering and different storytelling for every single thing he created that you could come back and experience something different so he hired this imagineer who are the people that created rides at disneyland and basically was like you know this ride is not funny you know you're you're it's very informative and serious and no one's having fun real fun on this ride so they added in all these dad jokes and uh, audio animatronics making the animals really funny and so many different things going on at the same time that you could never have the same experience twice and that's where you get the jungle cruise of today where it's surrounded by skippers so that's basically a short history of the jungle sure. cruise. I, know, <laughs> I just rambled on for a long long time but you now you kind of get the gist that like the jungle cruise is like a crucial stepping stone into like what we see now like they just created a, a incredible star wars land they built a huge millennium falcon like every land has its own story the jungle cruise is like the building block of what disney has become today and that humor again is all part of that so 
with that being said, the quote of the episode, you know, Nick and I, we bond over quotes. We love to quote things back and forth. The quote of the episode is from the movie, and it's spoken by Dwayne The Rock Johnson's character, Frank the Skipper. And he goes, this is the highlight of the tour. It's my favorite part of the jungle. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare yourself for the eighth wonder of the world. Wait for it. The backside of water. And in the scene, Skipper Frank is giving a tour of the Amazon River. And he pulls a lever and a little waterfall goes over the, the boat. He points at the back of it and it says the backside of water. Now, you may be thinking, what the hell kind of quote is that? And Nick is looking at me with a very confused face. <laughs> <laughs> and but, I knew the quote before the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson himself is this, has, uh, has a connection. He loves this ride. He loved it as a kid. He uh, discussed his uh, relations to this quote in a series that's on Disney+. Plus. He's like, when I heard it as a kid, I was like, I feel like I should understand this, but I just don't. And it like makes all the sense in the world, but it also doesn't make any sense at the same time. And that was kind of the beauty of the humor that Disney Imagineers invoked into all their rides is that, especially with this one, is that you go on for the experience of your skipper. Each skipper is different. They all have different dad jokes and they're just like the corniest, like worst Which jokes we see in the world. movie. <laughs> yes. Which Dwayne The Rock Johnson delivers beautifully in the movie. But the backside of water joke, no matter what skipper you get, they may all tell different jokes. Every single person tells that joke when you go onto the waterfall. And if you don't tell it, then people will be outraged. Like they'll be like, I just got off the jungle cruise and they didn't tell the backside of water joke, even though it's like a horrible dad joke. So. Did we go on the jungle cruise when we were there? I don't remember that. We did not because it was too long of a line. Okay. Well, I have to go on the jungle cruise now that I watch this movie. So you've never been on it. You've never been on it. Maybe when I was a kid, probably, I probably when I was a kid, I don't remember it though. I, I, before we went to Disney when we were like 18 or 19 before Mm -hmm. then, I hadn't gone since I was like probably six, maybe maybe seven at, at the latest seven. Got you. Um, yeah, well, so I don't remember. Well, n- next time I want we a go, skipper. <laughs> I want a skipper. <laughs> what like if you ever if people who go to work at Disney like that's like the highest in demand job is people want to be a skipper because it's just like so much fun. You just get a menu of like jokes and then you can sort of ramble on on yourself uh, like on your own. But people just like that's their job. They just give little tours and they just tell corny dad jokes and just drive Sounds them. Sounds amazing. Ground. I'm going to become yeah. a skipper. Um, are they immortal like in the movie? <laughs> Fortunately not because that was <laughs> one, of, one of my – You're right. You're right. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, we'll get into that because that was something I was not a big fan of in, in the movie. But um, – I just rambled on for a long time. So, Nick, why don't you talk about from the start of the movie? What, what were your thoughts? Like, okay. the opening scene, we meet Emily Blunt's character. What were you? What were you thinking? Um, I can't think of like another movie to compare it to, but like, there was a certain sense of, uh, like, I don't want to say silliness, but like everything that happened, it was like, oh, look what's gonna happen in the first scene. It was, you know what I mean? It was like. Oh, I'm on this ladder. Like it's gonna follow. You know what I mean? It, there was a certain sense of like things were very over the top, which kind of was a little bit. I, I figured that's how it might be, but it was a little bit jarring to me at first. Um, and I didn't love it in the beginning of the movie because it was like just happening in London. Um, but as the movie went on, I think I enjoyed that part more. And as Dwayne the Rock Johnson got more involved too, I enjoyed it because like he's just this like super jacked dude. And when you try to like make that serious, like Fast and Furious does with like huge action sequences that are like trying to be serious, but are still out out of this world, it like doesn't always work. Um, So I think as Dwayne The Rock Johnson became more involved, I like appreciated the over the top little action sequences. Um, Go ahead. You're going to say something. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I think it's very, it was very Pirates of the Caribbean. Like Jack Sparrow's ridiculous escape scenes. Like in the first movie, it doesn't, he has like- He's tied in handcuffs and he literally just like kicks a switch and he's like flying in the air and they're trying to shoot at him. Okay. You know? This movie this movie was Pirates, National Treasure, and Jumanji combined. Like new Jumanji. I, I was gonna say Indiana Jones as well. It took a lot. And Indi- of yes, and Indiana Jones. I knew there was one more that I was thinking. Yes, yesterday I was thinking that too. But I as the, I thought it was Indiana Jones at first, and then as the movie went on, it felt more national treasure to me. 
Yes. Good because point. I think, you know, I felt like it was Indiana Jones is like very focused on like one item and like there are a bunch of steps to get there, but it seems a little bit more logical where like national treasure is just like, here's this riddle and here's this other riddle. And like, here's how this little object fits into here. Like, I feel like Indiana Jones, as much as there are like a bunch of steps to get there, it's not just like, Oh, here's this riddle that makes no sense. And like, we're going to somehow make sense of it. And I felt that in this movie, as they were like figuring out how everything went together, it seemed like, they would have an epiphany every time they had to like open in the next lock or something like that. And it was like, what are you even talking about? I don't even remember that being mentioned. You know what I mean? I really only felt that in the, in the end when they were trying to figure out how to, how to make the, um, the tree bloom. I was like, okay, this is, this is, a lot. uh, I felt it with the curses and stuff too. Like, Oh, they need seawater. Like, I don't know. It just felt like, it felt a little bit national treasure to me. It definitely was very national treasure and super Indiana Jones. But again, I think they were like taking inspiration, but also trying not to copy. But it was kind of ended up being like just a, like a fun adventure movie, but nothing like groundbreaking like Indiana Jones. Or of course or, not, yeah, yeah. But to, to to give a small premise in the movie, you know, again, I, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is is a skipper. Emily, Emily Blunt is a botanist who believes in this legend called the tears of the moon tree which the petals can heal anything uh conquistadors tried searching for it in the past got cursed and stuff and she hires frank to take her down the amazon to find the tears of the moon and there's like a german guy chasing after them who like teams up with the conquistador the immortal conquistadors to like stop emily blunt and during the rock johnson yeah which i loved him though i loved his character I loved it. He was mad funny. His accent was like mad funny. He's from Black Mirror. He's from uh, USS Callister episode. He is. And he's yeah. the uh, the villain of Ike Mike, like Mike. Oh, he, oh, he's like a bully. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. His accent was like mad funny. He was so funny. He, That's like, where... he leaned into like the silliness of the accent. Like sometimes when actors try to take their accent too seriously, we know it doesn't always go well. But yeah. he like leaned into the silliness of the accent, and the movie also like made fun of it itself. Like when yeah. he's like, um, "How do you like the jungle? How do you <laughs> like the jungle?" <laughs> so I feel like they they like balanced his silliness well. The guy, and then the guy was like, "Oh, the jungle! You know, it's growing on me." He's like, "I don't care anymore." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where that felt very Indiana Jones to me. You know, like a German, like Eastern European villain. Yeah. You know, trying to win yeah, the war. Yeah, yeah. It takes place during World War One. You know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the Nazis are all Indiana Jones villains, pretty yeah. much. Um, yeah. yeah, that yeah, I liked him, but I do feel that the movie had like di- the because they had him as the villain and they had like the immortal people as the villain. It kind of sometimes was like, ha- like what, like I don't know why they're working together. It doesn't really seem to make much sense. Um, I I thought it did. I liked in at first. I was like, it feels weird that they're not developing it a little more but i felt it was very much like it didn't really matter as much that the conquistador all you really needed to know is that they were conquistadors and that they killed a bunch of natives so they got cursed yeah i i just feel like like i don't know i i didn't really i had trouble focusing on one of the villains like towards the end like which one should i be worried about should i be worried about the german guy or should i be worried about the conquistadors i could could see that you know what i mean i felt like at the end i was like um so okay like, they made me, they made the movie feel really Pirates of the Caribbean because they were like Davy Jones and his crew, yeah. Essentially, but the, see, but I feel like they were off putting a little bit. They were not scary at all. Um, like their the, their CGI was like not that great. I feel it was like the, it was like a little bit too colorful. Like Pirates, Pirates Davy Jones is like scary kind of. They're scary. Yeah, yeah. I they mean, weren't they, scary in this movie. They spent the way more guy. time. I mean, they spent way more time developing Davy Jones than they did. Well, yeah. Kunky, I think his name's Aguirre in the movie. Yeah. The- but he, like, I don't know. He wasn't that scary to me. He just looked very fake and, like, the snakes were flying all over the place and the bees were flying all over the place. They just looked very, like, off-putting because of how unrealistic they were. Yeah, I I, I liked him. I liked, was focused more on the 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 prince. I, fig- I don't know if he ever had a name. He was just, like, the Eastern, the German prince or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I was yeah, I liked him better. On, yeah. I was more focused on him and that the conquistadors were more just like, all right, this gives a little bit extra context to like people who were searching for this in the past. They're just I like, almost don't feel like they were needed. Like that I much. think it just was meant for like cool action and like the yeah. the ki- But I didn't were, think it was that like cool. It. The snakes were kind of were kind of cool, and I like the guy, the the wood guy that like he turned into like vines and stuff like that. Yeah, he was okay. I don't know. I felt like Aguirre, like for this big villain that's supposed to be immortal, he was just like not that cool or that cool looking. I thought he was all right, but yeah, nothing like I was, I would I would rave about. But um, yeah. What did you think of? So yeah. All the the escape scenes, like the ladder scene in the beginning, I I personally really like that opening scene. Those that's probably some one of my favorite parts in the movie is the opening for Emily Blunt and the opening for Dwayne the Rock Johnson, obviously because that whole scene is just like oozing. It's literally a recreation of the ride from Disney with all these Easter eggs and things like that. You know, all his dad. Yeah, jokes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think he was a great. I think Frank. Uh, the rocks character was a really great character up until the twist, which I wasn't a big fan of. Yeah, but I liked it a little bit. I didn't mind it. I feel like it connected really? him to like the whole thing. I would have been fine if he was just like a guy helping them. And then he like got, got more involved in it. I don't think they needed it, but I also kind of liked it. I feel like he could have been more of a Jack Sparrow where like, he's not, anything's immortal or mystical but like he's just a guy who's trying to double cross everyone you know yeah 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 i mean that would have been fine too i see what you're saying but it also like i thought that's what he was going to be going into the movie like that was just dwayne the rock johnson they threw him in a movie um but i like that he like was connected to the overall plot and wasn't just like oh here's this jack dwayne the rock johnson like there was actually some some gravity to his character and stuff i don't know that is true i mean what did you think of him and Emily Blunt together? I, a lot, a big hot, a high point that I've been seeing online is that people love their chemistry together. I thought it was, it was pretty. I good. thought it was better than I thought it would be. I was actually talking to my friend uh, about it before I watched it. I was like, yeah, I'm watching this movie Jungle Cruise with Emily Blunt and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. They were like, I hope there's not a love interest between them two. And I was like, yeah, that might be a little <laughs> bit weird, but it actually worked in this movie. I think it did. Yeah, it actually yeah. really worked. I felt like I wanted, I, I wanted them to end up together even before they like really started building building it i was like oh i could i could see it happening i wouldn't mind. you could tell like in their interviews off screen I, I watched a few of them that they have they just like are able to banter off of each other and you could tell in the movie that it just works really well yeah 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 what did you think of i mean besides agire and like the, the big uh, C- more cgi fights what did you think of the action and choreography compared to movies like pirates or oh nowhere near pirates i i think so too nowhere near pirates Pirates was you could tell that i think pirates probably had a much larger budget than this well yeah and i think the choreography in pirates like the sword fights are a big part this is more this is more just like hitting people and like jumping all around and you know what i mean it wasn't like choreography it wasn't like great choreography it was just like little like it was just like action sequences thrown in yeah um yeah, I thought it was like exciting. It definitely wasn't anything that fell flat for me. I thought yeah. it was I thought it was very enjoyable. I don't think it fell but, flat either, yeah. But for me in the back of my head I was I was thinking comparing it to pirates the whole time in in my I opinion. wasn't really comparing it. I, I was like this at times I was like this is just too over the top. Um I did feel like at times I felt like things looked too fake a, a little bit. The whole like thing. Like uh, the whole uh, background, like I feel like it. They were trying to make it look really beautiful, and it did look really beautiful. But it was also like so obviously not real. Like everything around them was like very like nothing. Like I don't know. It like seemed the like not real. And stuff? Yeah, like the landscapes, like the animals. I don't know. Everything seemed like not not that real. Except I mean, Proxima. the animals. I love. I love Proxima. Yeah. I knew you were gonna love Proxima. Yeah, I love Proxima. What, what is what is she taking? She's probably like a jaguar or something. That I'm not sure. A jaguar, or a leopard, or something. I'm not yeah. really sure. Dwayne the Rock Johnson own, like has her as a pet and yeah. uses her to like scheme people. Which I loved her. <laughs> I was so confused in the scene where the where how did Proxima- he call her in? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Where Proxima just like attacks him, but he's using it as a scheme to fake. How did he call her in at everyone. that time? I don't know. He seems to have like a weird connection with 
the and animals it, it, in the river he, and stuff. And, and the other tribe too. Did he like call them up at one point, like, or send them a letter or something? That, that was executed a little weird. So at at one point in the movie, you see um, Emily Blunt's character Lily, her brother McGregor, which I loved McGregor also. I love McGregor. Mad, yeah. He was mad funny. McGregor and Frank, they all got shot with poison darts. They wake up to natives um saying that they're going to eat them if they don't give them this key to get to the temple that they're trying to find <laughs> um and the leader of the tribe is trader sam which is a huge another huge disney world uh reference because trader sam is a character who is at the end of the jungle cruise ride and trader sam also has his own uh the best bar on disney world property trader sam's grog grotto okay. ama- amazing cocktails amazing theme interesting we got to go there next time we go. Okay, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I liked the character of Trader Sam, but I felt that that whole scene was executed a little weird. I was a little like thrown around. Wait, how did they get here? It, it, like, it seems that he hires them to scheme people all the time. But how'd they know he was like trying to get the arrowhead? If he didn't contact them before, like how would he get in contact with them before? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I feel like that I feel like I knew it was a scheme at a certain point before they revealed it, but I just didn't get how he, he would have gotten in contact with them. I don't know. That was weird. Like sometimes his schemes it was like that doesn't make sense how he would have actually executed that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm just assuming that if he like went to a certain part of the river that they would know, all right, we're we're getting ready to do something. Or maybe he wasn't knocked out by the dart too, and could have told them while the other two were knocked out. But that's really the only thing I can think of. He could have. That's honestly a better a better theory because yeah. he's technically immortal. Let's yeah. go with that. Yeah. With that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when he fell from the tree, I was like, like when they hit him and he fell from the tree, I was like, no way he survives that. But then they revealed he was immortal. I was shocked. I was like, what? Like. I don't know. I, I, I thought like, they were just going to be like, oh, he's the rock. He survives. <laughs> There's no way. He literally like just smashed on a bunch of tree branches and then on a boulder. I don't know. Black Widow did the same st- thing where they were like, oh, they're just still alive somehow. It, I mean, is, <laughs> Some that movies that do true. that. And Best and Furious does that all the time. That's so fair. I thought they were just going to be like, oh, he's the rock. He's a beast. He's going to live. But he's immortal. So it worked out. Yeah. You know what also didn't make sense too? They were like, okay, let's go into the forest so the people can't follow us. And then they were like, but like, she was like, okay, the people can't follow me. I'll go back into the forest. Right? After that scene in the forest. Yeah. And then like, she just comes right back out of the forest to look for everyone again. So it's like, why don't they just wait for, you know what I mean? Like she goes and finds Frank. She goes and finds McGregor. It's like, okay. So like, where are, like, are they not in the, fo- you know what I mean? It didn't that, make any that's sense. That's a good point. So the go vill- away from the river, not go away from the forest. Yeah. Go into the forest. I, don't, I think I was saying that wrong. The, no, no, you, I, I understood what you were saying. Yeah. But, but the go villains- into the forest away from the river. The villains yes. can't go there. And then she just goes immediately back out. Yeah. I, that's right. a good point. I, that didn't really. They were like, go take the arrowhead, please. And then she like, the next scene, she's just coming back for everyone. <laughs> that is a very good point. Um, what did they? But I, I feel like there was a reason. Like they got dragged. So the the villains they were cursed by the jungle. They like can't get too far from the river because otherwise they're the ja- the jungle like ravages and like curses their souls. Which is why the conquistadors like one of them's made of snakes. One of them's made of bugs. Um, um, yeah. I feel like oh, so right after that, after they got pulled back to the river, was the scene where they they were all talking to each other, and they were like, ta- they started mentioning Frank's real name, Francisco, mm-hmm. which is when the first time around watching it, that flew over my head. Like, and I was like, all right, so his name's Francisco. I was like, okay, they mentioned that earlier. I got to go back and watch that later on, which I rewatched the scene earlier today to sort of like get uh-huh. fully what they were saying. But I think they were like, oh, like we can't follow her. Like just go tell the prince where she is. And then we'll, and then we'll be able to get, get but to then her. she was with Frank a minute later. Yeah, but maybe they just like didn't stay behind. They were just like whatever. Like the prince will get get her back to the water, like chase her back to the water, and we'll and we'll get her there. I just didn't get that. It didn't really make much sense. But I liked when he was taking orders from the bay. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was funny. He was mad funny. He Jesse was mad Clemens, funny. He's a great actor. He um, was funny. He was a highlight. I felt like I was trying to think. There's another adventure movie 
where the villain like gets too wrapped up in like these crazy like mystical creatures and like his men are like skeptical of him like you're there is and i don't know what it is right like there definitely is his men were like you're taking orders from a bee and he's like yeah don't be oh my god the way you the way you said it too sounds just like the way there's another we're, I'm, we'll have to think of it. it it's it's it was it's been killing me all day there's definitely another movie that that does something like that but um after that is the reveal that frank actually survived his nearly 200 foot fall and that he's <laughs> one of the conquistadors he was the topographer cartographer that's what it is cartog he like charted all of the conquistadors maps to find this place the tears of the moon he's been searching for it for, for himself to break the curse so that he could finally die because he's been immortal so you weren't thrown off by that i was like no i way, thought it was kind of cool yeah i thought it was okay yeah i i would have liked it a little more if he was just like a cool skipper but i think i get why they did it i think they it connected him for the plot more they want him around for a while probably yeah 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 i don't know though why you think they're gonna make sequels you're saying i think the opportunity is open i don't think they necessarily need a sequel i kind of like it as a standalone movie yeah i don't know because the thing uh, the thing i was mainly thinking throughout the movie is that pirates of the caribbean has such an expansive world like they're literally on the open ocean which is which made it so easy to make sequels. Whereas I feel like Jungle Cruise is a little harder. The world is a lot smaller. And if like he t- doesn't want to go back there. It seems like yeah, unless you take it to like the Nile River, because like the ride it technically takes you through the Nile River, the Amazon River, Southeast Asia, and stuff. That they could take it to different parts of the world. But I don't know if I necessarily want that. You know, I feel like it's an it's a nice movie on its own that Disney fans can appreciate, but I don't think they should turn it into a whole franchise. I don't think, I don't think they should. I mean, I feel like, do you think this movie's going to do well enough to warrant that? It did really well this weekend. Did it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? So you, you didn't mind the twist at all. What? You know what I I did mind? No, I didn't mind it, but it was like another, I was going to text you about it, and then I was like, I'll just mention it on the podcast. The McGregor reveal that McGregor's gay, but, like, they don't actually say it. It, I was, like, I didn't... it was like another Disney, like, oh, here we go. Like, we're going to give one little nod, but not really go all the way with it. I think this was more addressing another... than, than past movies have done, though. Yeah, it's another step, but it's not like, it's just like, oh, we're going to say this character's gay. And like, but not really say it. And that's it. That's enough for the day. You know, (laughs) like, I don't know. They just annoy me. You know that, you know, they always annoy me with that. It's getting better, but they still won't do it. They still won't pull the trigger on like a full on. Yeah. I, I, I personally didn't mind it, but I think they just need to make the final leap and make the main character someone who's who's gay yeah you know? i don't think and they, they, they need to rush it but like story. it's not even like they need to do it like it's not like the next disney movie i go to see i need the main character to to be like lgbtq but i don't like when like they're trying to do it but not they don't go like you know what i mean they just throw a few side characters as you know what I, mean? I just don't it starts to annoy me no i don't <laughs> think that it's something that that like needs to happen in the next movie but i think that if they're trying to go in this direction that i would like for them to eventually just go, yeah i would like for them to go all the way and just make the the main character of the lgbtq community and just like actually flesh out their story a little bit but i didn't mind the way they did it here rather than uh it's better it's been done in the past it's better but it's still like okay we'll just throw throw a bone <laughs> you know what i mean like they didn't have to do it they could have just left that scene out and it would have been the same they could have like, I, I guess it make it made a little more sense like for mcgregor why he followed her yeah why he followed her because like he hates the jungle and he, he was mad funny throughout the yeah i love oh, mcgregor i did I, love him i love the scene where he's like teaching the trader sam's like uh tribe about the golf clubs and he's like this is a driver anything over 200 yards and they're like "Ooh, driver and then the guy like wax <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah uh Aguirre on the head of the driver yeah yeah yeah. i loved him he was funny he yeah. was just like a funny um every scene he was in he he like had a moment yeah and just like some of his comments on what was going on were like great 
Mm-hmm. And he took it like, a, even though you, he, you were like, oh, look at this. He's so annoying and prissy at the beginning. Like, he's going to be so annoying this whole trip. I feel like he, he, he like held his own the whole time. He did. And he really like stood up for Lily, his sister, yeah. the whole time, which is like, yeah, that's why I kind of liked that scene. It added more con- like why he like would put himself through all this for, for Lily, you know? I guess. Um, but I mean, they're all brother and sister too. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I don't hate that they put it in there, but it's like I just don't like when they try to throw a bone and don't. They won't be like, they won't even say, "Oh, I'm gay." It's just like, "Oh, my interests lie elsewhere." You know what I mean? I don't know. Kind of annoying. Don't you think it would be <laughs> a step in the right direction? But okay, yeah. still not enough. Um. So. Well, we get past this whole part with the whole Trader Sam stuff. Then they finally like find the temple. Like Trader Sam translates the arrowhead, which is the key to the temple, and they find the whole contraption. Oops. They, they, find, the whole, <laughs> they find the whole contraption. That was very like Indiana Jones national treasure. Oh, that like, was so it, national treasure. Yeah. It was like, oh, here's one room. Oh, we're going down. Oh, here's the villain. They are going to come hijack it. I guess Indiana Jones does similar things in some of the movies, but Indiana Jones, like it was, this was very much like the last crusade. Like when they get to yeah, the temple yeah, or for yeah, the, yeah. the, what is it? The Holy grail. Yeah. Pretty much where he has to get through all the booby traps. There's all the different things there. But I feel like the whole thing where they're like, show it to me. And then someone on the squad is like, okay, I'll show it to you. But you like, know they're tricking them. I feel like that's more national what? treasure. Like uh, you, Frank, did- Frank is like, Oh, I'll show you it as long as I get something in return. Like I feel like that's very national treasure. Like that always happens in national treasure. Like one of the squad is like, "Oh yeah, I'll show you," but then they're like, I'll "End up tricking them." You know what I mean? Yeah, it was so national treasure. So <laughs> national treasure. <laughs> but again, like, did you really go like? No, I don't I, fault I, it. I wasn't expecting jungle cruise to be like the next indiana jones i expected oh, it no, to be no, no. like i expected it to be like a national treasure like a pirate of the caribbean like yeah. just a fun adventure movie and i again it, there were some things that were like i was like i kind of jogging me around a little a little bit but i had fun watching it um, yeah i kind of wish that the the scene with the tree i like that they they were only able to get one pedal because that's like Technically, two actually. I think yeah, they yeah, yeah. got two, but I kind of wish that that was a little bit more of. I think they could have went all the way and went full pirates and made that like a really like swashbuckling like fight scene. It, yeah, it it was more so like like I liked Frank's sacrifice and that was cool. Like he sacrificed his his ship and whatever. Um, but I feel like they could have been on the branches of the trees, like swinging around, like Pirates of the Caribbean, like punching each other. I don't know. It felt like the prince could have had like a fight scene with Frank or something like that. Yeah, I think Aguirre and Frank should have gotten more of a fight scene too. Like they got a little bit, but not not that much. I think Aguirre is just like so OP though. Like they were like completely overpowering him. Yeah, but that's because they had three on one or whatever. Two on one, three on one, two on one. I wish they got a one on one moment between the like two of them, but... Also, when they're, like, even before, like, the final fight, when they're unlocking everything, I feel like they didn't, they were, like, referencing different parts of, like, the whole moon thing. When the moon's, like, going away, so it's dying, I was like, wait, so, like, what part of the prophecy am I, what are they talking about now? I feel like they threw a prophecy at us earlier that referenced a bunch of things. And they like tried to piece it up into different moments in the. It wasn't really scene. like a prophecy. It was like a, a riddle. Yeah, the riddle. They they like threw a, a long riddle at us before that had a bunch of different aspects, and then, like as the final scene went on, they tried to like use every piece of the riddle. We're like even national treasure, like the riddle. They'll give you a riddle, and then you'll figure out that riddle, and they'll give you another riddle, and then you'll figure out that riddle. This was like they gave you a riddle early on, and then figured it all out at the end. And it was like, okay, I kind of forget what the whole riddle was now because it's yeah. been like traders. Like you have to watch that trader Sam scene. Like went by really quick. Yeah, and yeah, she, yeah. They she, didn't really establish said, it, and or like keep saying it or anything. Like she said it like really quickly, and then it was it was over. Like that really helped when I went back and rewatched some of the trader Sam scene this morning. I was like, okay, that's what they mean. Like, I knew that they were pulling it from that scene, but I was still like, okay, I guess that was in that scene. Like it wasn't anything that. All of the aspects of the riddle didn't come together 
for me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know? I, f- I feel like they could have, it would have helped if they expanded a little more and had Trader Sam in it a little more and like she like guided them. Yeah, I yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that, I, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of like she had a tie to, um, made me think very much of like the Tia Dalma scenes from Pirates mm-hmm. of the Caribbean. You know, um, she, becomes yeah, a yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like even then, like her riddles, you can't, they sit with you. Yeah. Exa- so I, but I think they could have like expanded on it more, like as much as they expanded on Tia Dalma in yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, yeah. She's a huge character. Especially since Trader Sam is like a huge Easter egg. You would think that they would add more. Yeah, the- yeah, yeah. I felt yeah. like the prop, like that whole riddle thing. It was one ri- they give you one riddle in the middle, and they solved it all at the end. It wasn't given. It wasn't wasn't given to me in bite sized pieces. Yeah, I- but um, you know what I found hysterical <laughs> at the what? at the end in this scene, the way the prince died. Wait, how did he die again? Why can't I remember? It was so funny. I like kind of loved it. <laughs> Oh, he got crushed by the rock. Oh, yeah. Punches him, and he just goes, Shaisa. But the sound it makes, it just looks like plop. It it didn't (laughs) even make like a huge explosion. Yeah, I was surprised he died in cold blood like that. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, my God. That's a little dark. And McGregor is like, I like that McGregor kind of referenced it. What did he say? He said, that didn't go how I expected it. Yeah, something something like like that. that. I was like, damn, that was cold mcgregor like you just murdered this guy and watched him die in front of me like died brutally crushed (laughs) (laughs) i loved it go go back and rewatch it literally it's you would think it's like a huge boulder it doesn't even make like a boom it's just like plop (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was funny i forgot about that because it was so outlandish he he was a great villain like definitely uh stole the show from me Um, yeah 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 the other villains sucked did you so i i kind of expected that she would that lily would use her pedal for for frank at some yeah, point kind of selfish like when he first got stabbed at <laughs> <laughs> when he first got stabbed at uh at trader sam's i thought that the rest of the movie was going to be like he was going to be dying on the way to the temple or something which is why i was so confused that they did it that early yeah 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 yeah, yeah i mean a little selfish of her Use that for medicine, girl. <laughs> she did get another pedal, which they didn't really touch on it at the end. I guess that's where. Yeah, I was gonna say the ending. They don't say what she used it for. Like, and McGregor's all like, "Yeah, she's a doctor now. Like, she did all this stuff. She doesn't want to be in your club." But like, what? Like, did she use the pedal to do something to make that happen? Um, also, she should have just went and got seawater and given it to Frank instead of using the pedal. Like that is that is a good point. I don't get why she had to do that, and, yeah, and I guess he's—I guess he would have still been immortal, which he doesn't want to be. Yeah, what what he really wanted was to break the curse. So I think so. A tree's dumb. Like they can't go get it next time the moon comes around. I don't think so. They didn't really explain that that well either. I think. Uh, I think. And that's like, where they no one, no one would be like maybe wait till the next night when we have a whole night to like get it. No, because it's a special type of moon. They said that is uh, oh, oh. it was like the the blood moon or something. Oh, right, right, right. Um, oh, but yeah. that's that, oh yeah. That's where What's I, her name? Trader Sam was like, oh, it's in two days. She's like, yeah, it's it, tonight or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just yeah. happened to be then. Um, I think that's where they leave it open for a possible sequel. Is that she has another leaf and somehow that could spawn off into a sequel? I think they need a whole another object to go find if they do a sequel. Yeah. Again, I wouldn't mind it, but I I kind of like it as a one-off adventure. Yeah, you know? I don't I don't really want a sequel because because Pirates of the Caribbean I loved as a trilogy, but I think that four and five there you get into this habit when you I mean we've discussed this on the top five worst sequels of all time. Not saying that Pirates or any of those are the worst sequels of all time, but you run into this when you do a lot of sequels is that you could start harping on the wrong things, and I think that the beauty. The, the beauty that I got out of this movie was that it was a great experience for people who know the Jungle Cruise ride and for people who don't, it was a fun adventure movie. Yeah. Where I, I, like, I had fun. I think as as the um, movie went on, I liked it more and more. Like as I got to the end, I was like, I kind of want to see what happens. But um, I, at the beginning, I was like, this is kind of trash. <laughs> really? I, I, I like, loved it. I was like, I love the opening scene. 
not the opening scene, but like the first few scenes, I was like, okay, this is too much. Like, I don't really care about this tree. Like, I don't really, I, like, I don't know. And I felt the CGI was like a little jarring. But as the movie went on, I actually cared a little bit about what happened to all of them. Okay. And I wanted to see Emily Blunt and Dwayne The Rock Johnson together. Agree to disagree, but okay. Uh, is it time for the Popcorn Heist Report yes, card? Yes, it is, Jacob. Okay. So uh, the Popcorn Heist Report card is what we've been using to rate movies starting this summer. And um, pretty much Jake and I write, rate out of five um, our ranking for six different categories. And at the end of it, we add it all up, do a quick little formula, and it gives us a percentage out of 100. Um, and that is our ranking for each movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done it for a few movies this summer, and now we're going to do it for Jungle Cruise. Let's do it. The The categories are pacing, visuals, acting, music, story, and heart. All right. We're starting with pacing? We are starting with pacing. Um, I will go with a... 3.5 okay and why is that mr jacob i felt like it wasn't again this is probably my most critiquable uh element of the popcorn house report card as i've said in past episodes is that i always latch on to pacing whereas like throughout this movie i wasn't looking at my watch or anything or being like this is too long i was like this is i was just like sitting back and turning my brain off just watching a, an adventure movie but it yeah. wasn't anything like where I was like, it wasn't anything where I was like, wow, that flew by and I had a, and I didn't even realize it was, it was two hours long, which is when you know the pacing is really, is really good. Yeah. 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 I think going into the movie, I was like, okay, it's, it's a little bit, it's like a little over two hours. I don't know if it needs to be. Um, but I didn't feel like at any time it dragged out or, um, or anything like that. So, um, I will say sometimes they like threw details at you. Like I said, they like kind of just threw the riddle in the middle and then kind of brought it all together at the end. So I guess that's a little bit of a knock against it, but um, I'll give it a three. Okay. Uh, visuals is next. Um, yeah, I, I could see what you mean that some of the CGI was noticeably when you compare it to other Disney movies that have come out recently. Um, I think that other Disney movies have a little bit better CGI than this one. Um, I don't know if that's due to the lockdown. I don't know how much of that was filmed in lockdown or anything like that. Um, I'll go, uh, I'll go 3.25 because there were, were, there were some scenes that were like really beautiful in it. Um, but I know what you're talking about where the villains, the conquistadors were, they did seem a little fake looking compared to the I'm going to go a lot lower than that. I felt like this movie had a lot of potential to be really beautiful and everything just looked like this is like thrown together. Like this is a movie. You know, there was no scene where I was like, oh, I would love to actually see that in real life. I think it would have been cool if they filmed. I I don't know how much of that they filmed on location, but it would have been great if they, if they filmed like on location in the Amazon. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I got to look that up at how much they filmed where. And know? there were times where Emily Blunt was like, Oh my God, this is so beautiful. And I didn't always feel that way, but like there were scenes where like the waterfalls looked cool and stuff, but that's really all I got. I'm gonna go 2.25. Wow. <laughs> Nick, yeah. Man. We have a big discrepancy there. Acting. Um, I'll go four. I liked. I think all the all the like acting performances are really good. As as much as there were like some decisions that, like we talked about through the episode, um, I didn't necessarily like the twist, but that's no fault of the acting. I thought Dwayne Rock Johnson was was great as a skipper. Uh, Emily Blunt was great, and again the the prince and um, what's his name McGregor stole the show. And I like Trader Sam. I I don't know who the actress is, but I think they they cast her really well. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go – I'll go a four also. I actually like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I, I, I do like Dwayne The Rock Johnson in general, but I feel like he's very easy to cast. as like a Vin Diesel, Fast and Furious type. Like, oh, here's here's uh, Frank, like this big Jack guy. Like I feel like they easily could have went that route, but I actually did care about Frank by the end of it. So I thought he did a good job. I thought Emily Blunt was really good. Like you were actually like, wow, she's actually a really special person that 
cares a lot about what happens and like is very driven. Like you actually yeah. are like, oh, she's like a she's a powerhouse. And McGregor was mm-hmm. great and um the prince was great. So I'll give it a four. You know who else was good? Um Paul Giamatti, like Frank's uh skipper boss. Right. He was like yeah, a low from, key. Yeah, big fat liar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Music. So this is one that fell a little flat for me where I was coming into this movie knowing and in my mind drawing parallels already even before I saw which I know I shouldn't necessarily do but drawing parallels to Pirates of the Caribbean where I was like I was expecting that this was going to have a great great soundtrack Pirates of the Caribbean has got to be probably my favorite movie soundtrack of all time and I don't know it there was nothing that was like noticeably like wow this is great music right now there really wasn't yeah I feel like it was very down the middle. I'll go a three. I'll go a, I'll go a two point five. I agree with you, <laughs> but I think it was like just so like it was just so average. So I'll put it right in the middle. Two point five out of five. Mm-hmm. Story is next. Um, I will go. Ooh, pretty high, Jake. I'm I'm learning the scales though because we're rating things from one to five, and like it, it, uh, you know, you. I'm learning, feeling out the scales a little bit more. So, I I like, I like the story. Again, some of the things execution wise, I think could have been done a little better, but I think the story was made sense. You know, it was authentic. You know, conquistadors look for that kind of stuff like all these hidden temples and cities of gold in uh, South America. Um, The curse aspect, you know, is like a typical adventure thing, but that's not a bad thing in any way. I don't think it was like the next Indiana Jones, but I think it was a solid adventure story. Yeah. I'll give it, I'll give it 3.25. I think it was like good, but at times like the riddles were just thrown in. Like I said, the riddle was just thrown in. Um, Which again, I don't I know. Think I, falls, I, I wanted to know what happened next. Yeah, I wanted to know what happened next, but at the same time, I like didn't think it was anything to ride home about. It was just like a tree, an object they had to find, that didn't really make much sense, like how they were getting to it. Sometimes, I mean, that's like national treasure. Like yeah. looking for well, the, yeah. the national treasure the, is an, this is random amazing. treasure. It's national treasure movie. is amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> next is heart. Um, this is, this, you, you already know what I'm going to say. I'm not, I'm not going to go all the way, but I'm going to go a 4.25. It just had, you can tell that they put so many Easter eggs and they put the heart of the, the dad jokes and the backside of water and Trader Sam. And there were so many little things for Disney fans to munch on. And, uh, a lot of, like not eye candy, ear candy. That's where it is. And um, I guess I candy too. Overall candy for the senses for Disney fans. And I, I really appreciated that they stuck true to it and they didn't like phone anything in necessarily for the history of the ride. I'll give it a 3.75 and that makes it an even four for the category. I feel like that's, I feel like that's a fair assessment. It's like there was, I'm not a huge Disney fan. Like I'm not that I'm not a huge Disney fan, but I don't know Disney as well as you like Disney world. Um, so I didn't get all those nods, um, but it had more heart than I thought it would. I thought it was kind of just going to be like the rock in an action movie that like had to do with the Disney ride. Um, mm. but like I said, I actually cared what happened. The characters, like I actually really liked a lot of them by the end of it. I liked all of them really by the end of it, except the conquistadors. Um, and I don't know. I just, I, I did enjoy myself during it. And I, I think they did put a lot of, like you said, there were a lot of Easter eggs, which is something to appreciate for Disney fans. So you got to give it credit there. Yeah, I mean, like, the average person might not latch onto that or, or know or recognize them, but you gotta you gotta appreciate when, when the people making the movie appreciate the history, like, rather than phone it in. You know, yeah, you, yeah, got, yeah. You, gotta, you gotta take that into account when you're making a movie, especially that has such a devoted fan base to it. I think that they nailed it on that part. Mm. And that lands it at a... Jump <laughs> do we round it up to 68 or do we keep it at 67 and a half 
Um, I think we've rounded up in the past. So from 0.5. Okay, so 68% it is. Okay. I think that's accurate. I think Rotten Tomatoes is at a 63. Okay. So we went a little higher. I enjoyed it. I mean, I think I think 60, 68 is a fair assessment. Yeah. Maybe a little too I high, mean, but <laughs> I pretty much rated everything lower than you did. I think I rated everything. I know. You were very harsh. You were very hard. <laughs> what, are we going to rate it as, uh, over 70%? I think no. no. I mean, I don't know. It's 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 hard because it's all it's about not, balance. It's not, again, we've been saying it's no Indiana Jones. I mean, Indiana Jones would be in the 90s for, for me and you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe yeah, not yeah. Temple of Doom. I know how you feel about oh, Temple of Doom. I hate Temple of Doom. <laughs> I agree to disagree. I hate there. Temple of Doom. Yeah, I think Temple it was. Temple of Doom, I'd give like a nice 9%. Oh my god! Maybe man. even lower. Get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> You're crazy. I hate Temple of Doom. Watch it again, Jake. Maybe I have to watch it again too. We have. We have we'll to watch, have to it, watch together. it together. Yeah. Yeah. Never watched we, it together. We've watched trilogies together. I don't think we've ever watched any Indiana Jones. Together. I don't think we've ever watched any of them together. So we'll have to. Yeah. Let's start with Kingdom of the Kingdom of Crystal Skull. Go backwards. Yeah. Honestly, let's go backwards. <laughs> but yeah, if you're looking for like a solid adventure flick, like just to turn your brain off, and even if if you're a Disney parks fan obviously go watch this movie but if you're just looking for an adventure movie go for it i mean it's not going to be the best picture at the oscars but i think uh there's a lot to appreciate in this film but also has a lot flaws. to hate <laughs> not to hate that's, not to that's, hate that's... honestly there's very little i hated in this movie i but there was... hated anything really yeah but... yeah yeah except the freaking look of the conquistadors i hated that so um quick questions for you would you see a sequel to this if it came out i would see it but i wouldn't enjoy it okay i think that's prematurely judging (laughs) (laughs) okay i probably wouldn't enjoy it (laughs) and um you definitely what's your rank i i already know what your answer is going to be to this if you had to rank individually the the three Pirates of the Caribbean movies, Haunted Mansion, and this. How would you rank them? Oh, three Pirates of the Caribbean. I have to, like, three Pirates of the Caribbean are one entity? No, separately. Oh, my God, Jake. I'm go- I'll am going. i give you mine to go. Oh, my go God. First. This is tough. Okay. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an obvious one. Um, Dead Man's Chest. Uh, which is the second Pirates mm-hmm. at second place. Then I would, yeah, no. Curse of the Black Pearl, Dead Man's Chest, At World's End, Jungle Cruise, Haunted Mansion. Oh, no way! Yeah. I'd say the same order, except Haunted Mansion is definitely above Jungle Cruise. I don't know. Like, I, I, I love honestly, that I could, I could also see Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3 being switched. I don't think I would switch it. Three is really good though, but it's I think tough. three is good three as an action really movie, and two is like kind of a better movie. I feel like two is cool. It has a lot of double crosses, and like it has the scene with the natives where he's the chief. That's a great scene. That's, That's a weird ass scene, age. but I love that one. Yeah. Um. But the, the I mean the bat the final battle in the third one's really good. Um. But other than that, I think the second one's probably better. You know what? I just realized that there's another. <laughs> movie that i forgot to mention that's based off of a disney which one right but it's like it's not very good it's known for being like the craziest ridiculous movie um the country bears you know that movie oh my god i think i i think i've seen it wait let me search it up the country bears i think i have seen that it's with Haley joel osmond yeah. As as the main bear. Yep. I have seen this. I definitely seen this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, if you're yeah. looking for an interesting view, then go for it. I don't remember <laughs> it. I can't it put it in the ranking. It, it wouldn't be my first choice. It's I, definitely I can't like put it in the ranking, yeah. It's definitely last in my ranking. But there you have it. That's Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise official or Haunted Mansion. Oof. SMH. You left seen, your key in the mausoleum. What? Is That's that from, from the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the I've little heads. 
Sing Tam. I've seen that movie so many times. I used to watch that all the time. Do you remember that ride? We definitely went on that. I do, I do remember that ride. I didn't realize that the movie was made after the ride, though. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's been Jungle Cruise. Join the heist. Join the heist. Thank you.